Hey everyone, it's Sensei Victoria Whitfield here, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 143 of the Journeypreneur podcast. This is your source for channeled holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation from the best to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. So in this podcast episode, I have the honor of getting to share with you someone who has been in my life for years and years, who keeps me smiling, who is a truth teller. She is full of wisdom. She's a published author, executive development strategist. She's the CEO, award-winning film producer, and a wife to awesome Will. We love you, Will. As you're watching and listening in. And she is my friend, Cornelia Shipley. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Miss Victoria. It's good to be here. It's good to see you. It's been a couple of years since I've, I've gotten a chance to see you in person. When we, we get uncoveted, hopefully we can get that fixed. So it's, it's good to see you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, I miss our hugs and spending time together. All that energy. Wow. Yeah. In person is always off the charts. And everyone, you can find Cornelia at 3cconsulting.com. That's the number three, the letter C as in cat, then consulting.com. So Cornelia, I love you. You love me. We good, right? And this may be the very first time that someone is seeing you or hearing about you. And I was wondering if you could, in your own words, share what it is exactly what you do, but especially what are the three things that you're known for? Could you tell us? Sure. So um, I run a firm, obviously, called 3C Consulting. We specialize in the retention and advancement of mission-critical talent. So we work in large organizations, helping them think through their succession planning processes, their development processes, their diversity and inclusion processes, which, as you can imagine, you know, recording this, you know, less than a week since the Wisconsin incident, that there's a lot going on, um, and prayers to Jacob's family, obviously. Um, and so, so the three things I think I'm known for, uh, especially in terms of the work I do with entrepreneurs and the work I do with people one-on-one, -on -one is uh, one, that I live a life that I've designed. Um, two, that, um, that if you're looking for someone who is going to help you Un, get unstuck quickly and understand you, how your thinking is impacting your inability to act, that I'm a person that gets that phone call. And then if you're really ready to move quickly and are ready to have to have that very quick turnaround moment of saying, how did I get here and get ready to move beyond that, I'm the person that, that entrepreneurs would call. Mm -hmm. I can vouch for that. Oh my goddess, when I talk to you, you're like, oh no, you need to do this. And then, how? It's like rocket fuel. I love it and I love you just the way you are. Oh my goodness. And this gets me curious though, because you are so powerful at what you do, right? You literally wrote the book, Design Your Life. By the way, everyone available on Amazon, go check it out. Uh, and, and you live it, you practice what you preach. And I'm, I'm curious, like what inspired you to start this business, to start your firm in the first place? Like, is there a story or something you realized? 
Yeah, so the story goes, the, the design your life piece of the story goes back to 2003, and the business part of it started in 06. So in 2003, I was a graduate student um, living in Australia at the time. And um, if anyone has traveled to that region of the world, you know that they have that whole kind of no worries attitude. And if you remember in 03, we were in, in the middle of one of our Iraq wars. And, um, and so it was interesting living abroad as an American in that time and seeing news, you know, abroad news at that time and seeing really how other people live. And it was, it was really striking to me um, how I thought I had a good life in America. And then I went to Australia and was like, oh, there's more. I didn't realize. <laughs> I did not know. And so um, because I was studying strategic planning in my MBA program, I really wanted to write a book about how people could strategically plan for their life instead of planning for their business. Um, I came back, I graduated, started working, and um, like most people, life happened to me. And so in 2006, I was in the right job, in the right location. That was the job that was going to set me up for the big job, right? And um, if, you know, for those people who are uh, cor corporate refugees or <laughs> retirees or whatever, you remember those days. And so for me, um, in the middle of that job, I had two things happen um, within about six months. My mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, and my father had a stroke. And my father had a stroke on June the 5th, 2006, and went to bed. He, didn't, he, he just knew he didn't feel well. Um, and then he woke up the next morning, got medical treatment, and by the end of the 6th of June, he was paralyzed on one side of his body. And so um, at that point, I was living 1,500 miles away from my family, and I'm an only child. So that wasn't going to work <laughs> with a mom with breast cancer and a dad who couldn't move half of his body. It was time for me to go. So I quit my job. I had, you know, great support from the organization I worked for at the time. And um, that happened in June. I left the company um, on Halloween was my last day of work in corporate was uh, October 31st, 2006. And I started working with our first corporate client November 14th of 2006. And so I was able to really navigate caring for my parents and growing a business at the same time. And I did that on the principle, uh, one of the things I teach in the book and I teach in, in the master class that I teach, which, which is one of the few public offerings that we do, is um, this notion of what is your personal definition of success? And mine happens to be to be able to be present in the moment for what matters most. And so at any given moment, it's a question of can I be present for what matters most in that moment? And so I designed this business from day one, recognizing that it was going to have to be flexible enough for me to be able to be present for cancer treatments and physical therapy and laundry and, you know, whatever else my parents might have needed at the time. And so that meant I didn't start the business with the mindset that said it was just me, right? With that first corporate client, we took six people to the client, <laughs> right? So I didn't come, I didn't come at entrepreneurship saying I was going to own a job. I came at entrepreneurship recognizing that I was going to own a business. 
and that business meant um, some team of people who was going to be doing work other than me. And the crowd says, amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for that because holy moly, how many of our sisters and brothers in entrepreneurship are seduced into like, I got to do it. I do it all. Is If it is to be, it's up to me. Right. And all of that, like how many of our sisters and brothers are seduced into that? And then you leap from corporate refugee chained to the desk, right? In corporation where you now are then chained to the desk in your house instead of up at the, at the, you know, the corporate offices, instead you're chained to the, and what I love about you, Cornelius, you are so intentional right that's powerful that is so powerful like if if i could if i wasn't interviewing right now i would have like <laughs> down what you just said like so such a writer down it yeah and with that in mind though so you you out the gate you came in with this team mindset like we are the business and that is so empowering right that's a mindset shift right there and so and to have like from to go from leaving corporate on Halloween and then the next month signing on your first contract. That's fabulous. And I'm curious though, because when someone hears your story, they might be like, all right, so she was straight up from there, no problem. There was no other challenges since. And so here on the Journeypreneur podcast, this is about making sure we stay on the path, right? That we don't drop out because right after first one to five years in business, 90% of businesses fail. They're gone, especially because of that, um, that me mindset that you clarified just now. So I'm curious, was there any point at which something happened where you could have thrown in the towel, like maybe it was a dark night of the soul or some other issue came up that challenged you to say, you know what, maybe I need to shut this down or maybe I should stop right or could have broke you down and if so i know this is like a loaded question but if if so like what did you what did you tell yourself what did you do how did you make it to the other side because i know there's someone listening in who may be going through that right now yeah so i i, I will say that i have been a, a what i would define as a successful from a financial perspective entrepreneur really for about four years, the last four years. Prior to that, um, you know, the business hovered around a particular financial point um, and it did that for a lot of reasons, right? What did I say? My definition of success was to be able to be present in the moment for what mattered most in that moment. And so, you know, from 2006 to 2008, it was about my parents and caring for my parents. In 2008, I met my husband and, you know, well, actually I started dating my husband. I met him in 2006. Actually, that's how I met my husband, starting my business. <laughs> I hired him. That's how I first met him. <laughs> um, but 
but I, I wound up, you know, in 2008, you know, I started this relationship in 2009, my husband and I moved to Georgia. We weren't married yet, but we moved to Georgia in 2010. I had major surgery. So that year, and it took me about seven months to recover from that. And then in 2011, I got engaged. So then I was planning a wedding. Right. So, so, I mean, the business was humming along, you know, we were, we were making kind of the same amount of revenue, high five figures, you know, it was enough to support me. And that was high five figures in addition to kind of what we were playing the contractors, right? So it was kind of the, that kind of net income. And then, um, and then so 2011, I get engaged, 2012, I get married. Five days after my wedding, my mother died unexpectedly. And um, as you can imagine, that was incredibly um, stirring. And I'm guessing because of the private work you and I have done, my mother has probably arrived. So hi, mom, um, <laughs> because she's probably arrived. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who do work with Victoria personally, as I have done, you know that she um, has, a, has the ability to connect to those who have passed on. And so she has done that with my mother in the past. And so my guess is she has now arrived. So hi, mom. Um, and so, so she passed away and, um, and then it was a question of like, who am I in a world without my mother in it? And I was already asking the question, who am I as this person who was these people's daughter and this corporate person who kind of had a business to now being this person's wife with this parent who's just lost a spouse of 52. Like I was just trying to figure out who am I and what does this mean for me now? And so for about three years, I didn't know if I wanted to be here, right? Let me just like, how are you supposed to live in a world without your mother in it? Like, that's not natural. It doesn't feel natural. It's definitely a part of the natural order of things. I recognize older people are supposed to die before younger people. I get all that. It just didn't feel natural to me. And so um, fast forward to 2016, and I was like, well, dang it, I'm still here. So, so I was like, okay, you're still on the planet. You're still married. Um, and so it might be nice if you figure out how to make this business work. And by work for me, that meant like making more than I was, I was making. Right. And so I really, I got mad. I got mad. And, um, you know, one of the tools that we use in our business is called the Energy Leadership Index. And it talks about catabolic and anabolic energy. And what I got clear about was in that particular season, what was fueling me was really catabolic anger energy. And it got me moving. And so, you know, when you lose a parent, you can get very depressed. There's lots of people in our country who have lost family members, myself included, to COVID-19. My dad died on April 1st from COVID. And so I understand that there are lots of people grieving, grieving their normal life, grieving the loss of a family member or friend. Um, and so for me, I... In 2016, I just got mad. I, I was tired of feeling bad. I was tired of missing my mother. I was just, I was just tired. <laughs> and I got angry. And, and that anger served to propel me forward. And so I, I started working with a really good business mentor. And in 2017, doubled my business. And then the next year, 
you know, did another significant hit in the business and the next year did another significant hit in the business. And so um, that was what really prompted me to take action was, was getting upset and quite frankly, feeling like a fraud, you know, because you can, people, people come to all kinds of conclusions about you um, and about the level of success you are or aren't experiencing. And, and today I feel like people's perception of my success and the reality of my sex, success are much more in alignment than they were when I first started my business. Mm -hmm. This is so powerful. This is so powerful for multiple reasons. Um, for one, the first thing that stands out to me is how your power source is internally referenced as opposed to being externally referenced, right? Because that shift from who am I, what am I gonna, like, wh why am I here, that was, all external but when you took the shift of like i'm pissed i'm tired let's go like that it took your power back from being outside of you to internally um and that definition of success which is key like everyone you're listening in that that's my takeaway forget y'all that's my takeaway i love it all everyone and uh, I'm first in line to say that is my biggest takeaway, though, is the power of having a very clear definition in Cornelia's own world words, in Victoria's own words, what is success? Um, so that when the peanut gallery has something to say, or the next Facebook ad that pops up and smacks you in the face has something to say about what success is, so that you can put it against your own internal dictionary. That is so empowering, Cornelia. Well, and I, I think it's also important people know there's a difference between, for me, there's a difference between my definition of success and the math problem that is money. Okay, so you just gotta be clear that money is just a math problem. That's it. Right, in the, in the Life Design Masterclass, I teach a module, I teach a couple of modules about money. Um, and in one of them, I have them complete something called the money wheel. And then in the center of it is, what is your net income goal? Right, or, or actually, what is your net worth goal? Right, how much, you, which is, you know, your income minus your, your assets minus your liabilities equals your net worth. And so, what do you want that number to be? Most people don't know their numbers. Mm -hmm. So that's, that is a math problem, separate and apart from, am I living a successful life? Right, so there's math over here, and there's my life over here. Now, to be clear, the math over here makes my life work. I'm not, you know, you know as I tell my husband all the time, you know, money, money makes your life much easier. And the more of it you have, the easier it will be. Now, that doesn't mean that it doesn't take more energy to manage it, because the more you have, the more responsibility you have, the more you, you need to keep an eye on it to make sure you're not being you know, taken advantage of and all those kinds of things. 
but there is there is a real difference between what are your what's your financial success number is and what does it mean for you to have a successful life that includes all of your life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i couldn't agree more you know the one of the biggest shifts personally that i've had moving from like a five figure year in my business to five figure months and even five figure days was releasing the attachment between money and emotion and identity like this like what the money coming into the business has nothing to do with me and my worth and my identity as a person or whether i am personally worthy that's right so that like I love that example that you shared of making it about, it's just a math equation, cause that's not emotional. That's not, right, it's not emotional. And when you understand, especially our friend Monica Ogando, who, who, um, who is a, a good friend of both of ours, talks about this in her Women, Wealth and Worthiness class when she teaches the history of the relationship between women and money and um especially for women of color in the united states um we went from you you have to understand that you actually are a symbol of wealth right because the more slaves a slave master owned the wealthier he was mm -hmm. so as a woman of color i am wealth right i was a represent the more the more of me you had running around a plantation the wealthier you were and so if you understand that the come from for us is that we come from a place of worthiness, we come from a place of abundance, we come from a place of more than enough. And that doesn't, that's not a conversation about race and ethnicity. That's a conversation about the human condition. Right. And so if you understand that the human condition is an abundant one, and then you overlay for me as a woman of color, the fact that I was historically the representation of wealth in this country, you know, I am wealth. I have it written on a card right here on my desk from the class. Yes. Right. It's just a reminder that, and the money has not, I, like I already am it. So there's nothing for me to prove about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's true for every entrepreneur. You are, you're here to solve a particular problem. And to the degree that you do that well, you will be abundantly rewarded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's such a gift to have wise women such as yourself who can help us bridge the gap between that mindset. And so with that in mind, I am a firm believer that when more good people make good money, more good happens in the world. Right, I'm a firm believer in that. And by the way, I am feeling your parents just like standing. <laughs> hi, Dad. I wasn't sure if Dad would would show up too. So hi, Dad. I didn't know if my dad would would decide he wanted to join us. So that's there's so much love for in here. Oh, for yeah. And I'm I'm a firm believer in that. When more good people make good money, more good happens in the world. And I believe that sisters like you have got to be celebrated. Right in the divine healing work that you are doing right because they're like we were saying before there are so many of our sisters and brothers in business who are being pulled six ways from sunday getting confused around money around their worth around what is how they can best design their lives so with that being said 
I'm a celebrant. I am a celebrator. Where are we going to celebrate you? Where can we go to connect? What, what's the dot com? Give it to me. Like, gotcha. So, um, so as you know, 99% of the work I do is in corporations, right? So um, I do work with a handful of entrepreneurs one-on-one -on, -one on an annual basis. Um, and then I, I run a public program. Um, it's called the Life Design Masterclass. Um, I'm actually in the middle of it right now. We've already started to see some results, which is really exciting. We've had 50% um, uh, of the participants have been promoted since they made the decision to en enroll. And, and I teach my students all the time at the moment of your commitment, the universe aligns for your success. And so, um, you know, they committed to taking some action in their life and in their career and, and the universe met them and honored that. And so, um, so the masterclass, uh, we're in the session now, but if you want to join the next cohort, you can visit 3cconsulting.com slash masterclass. Um, and I'll put that in the chat too on the Facebook when we're, when we're done today. Um, but it's just three, the number three, the letter C, the word consulting.com forward slash masterclass. Um, and uh, so that's one way you can certainly go buy the book right you were talking about the book design your life you can get that on Amazon um, and then if anybody's interested in working with us uh, either on the corporate side or you know helping around issues of diversity equity and inclusion issues around um, career advancement and retention and advancement of your mission critical talent if you want to email info info at 3cconsulting.com. Um, a member of our team will respond back to you and get some time scheduled with me or with the appropriate person on our team. Mm -hmm. So perfect. That was info at 3cconsulting.com. That's right. Curious? Okay, perfect. perfect. So Cornelia, this has been so juicy. You and I both know that we could keep this moving. I mean, like there's, we've only touched the tip of the iceberg um on some of your mastery especially with like manifesting and all of that but i'm woo, like ah, oh my god i'm so happy that i got to share you um in today's podcast episode and yeah my spirit guides are telling me to ask you do you have any closing thoughts or comments that you would like to share with our listeners and viewers uh, before we wrap things up well, it's funny because when you said what you said, I was just thinking about um, one of the sessions we had when I was coaching you. And um, I guess what I, what I would say, I mean, I, I remember, you know, when your business wasn't making, you know, five figures a month <laughs> like it is now. And, um, and I guess what I would say to entrepreneurs is, you will only have the business you believe you're worth having. And if you're not willing to clean up your own relationship to yourself and the beliefs that you have about your own ability and the scorecard called your bank account, you're not going to be able either to achieve this financial success you want or to keep it. It's just not going to be possible. And if you don't have someone who can support you in, in Victoria language, in clearing, <laughs> right, the blocks that you have, um, that's not what I call it, but, you know, in this context, in, in, clearing, um, in clearing what's going on for you, you're going to stay stuck. 
and um, you can be like me and stay stuck from 2006 to 2016 with lots of really good excuses, you know, like your mom died and you're, you know, you got married, you had major surgery, you moved, you can have all, because you're having an okay experience, right? But you're not here on the planet to live an okay experience. Mm -hmm. and, and now more than ever, I think it's clear that people need people to show up and speak their truth and make the contribution that they agreed before coming here to make, mm -hmm. right? There's a reason that you are here in the middle of a global pandemic and a racial uprising. And there's a contribution for you to make around these issues, whether it's health related or race related or LGBTQ related or whatever, you are here to make some sort of contribution. And, and so don't be afraid to actually decide to be seen. One of the biggest changes that happened in Victoria's business was when she decided she was gonna get seen. And she didn't care what people thought about her or her way of being or you know the fact that people would think it was goofy or silly or whatever. You have a right to your opinion. She's still cashing five-figure checks every month. Right. So it, so for me, I just, I just think it's important that people understand this is your life and what you do with your rotations around the sun are your choice. And it's, it's not for anybody else to evaluate or make a judgment about whether or not you spent your time wisely or if you wasted it, whether it was worth it or not. Only you can decide that. And if you're not clear about what you want out of it, Anything will do. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, mic drop. That was so fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was super fun. Yeah. Super fun as usual. It's good to see you. Yes, it's good to see your gorgeous face and to receive the wisdom and the nourishment. You pour so abundant. Just, oh, oh, so grateful. So grateful. So we're going to turn it over to our listeners and viewers now. If this is your first time visiting the Journeypreneur podcast, welcome. Thank you for stopping by. Um, please make sure this isn't your last time. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on iTunes so that you get the notifications first every time we upload a new one of these podcasts. And while you're there, leave a five-star review because this is the only place you can leave comments on iTunes. And I want to hear from you. This is episode 143. So when you leave your five-star review, go ahead and leave in there. What was the one thing that Cornelia said? I mean, oh my gosh, her closing statement. But what was the one thing that she said that really hit you in your heart and lit you back up, gave you the fuel that you need to stay on your journey? And for those of you who have left your reviews, I am so grateful to you. Thank you for your love and support every day. I see that we have more followers, so thank you so much for all of the shares, the likes, subscribes, the reviews. I receive your love and support, and that gives me the fuel to continue to get out there and share my light. With that being said, we're gonna wrap up this podcast episode and live stream with the same phrase that I say every single time, please enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow 
as you grow in life and business. And we'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.